Welcome to The Waggle, the official podcast of the Canadian Football League. Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another edition of The Waggle. This one, a Waggle Extra in our series that we're calling Game Changers, presented by CDIC. We're focusing on women in football, and so remember our previous one with Joanne Polak. It's a great conversation. If you didn't listen to it, former GM of the Ottawa Rough Riders at the time, go back in this very feed, wherever you're listening to your podcast, and take a listen. And my sidekick, my offensive and defensive coordinator, my better half on that podcast, and will be the same on this one, is my wife, Kate McKenna. Hey, hey, I'm happy to be here. Last chat we had was great. I'm looking forward to this one. Are you going to tell the people who it's with? Yes, thank you. That's exactly why you're here. Uh, here with us as well is a guest whose resume is all over the map, literally and figuratively, Nadia Ducore, who you may have heard as she's an offensive assistant receivers coach right now for the Carlton Ravens, which makes her, to my knowledge anyways, the first female I can remember on a U sports coaching staff and definitely the first female in program history and her resume is long in football. Captain MVP in 2006 of the Flag Football World Championships in South Korea, of all places. She's originally from France, moved to Canada seven years ago. A story, which is amazing, which we'll get her to tell. And is the only woman to be certified as a national coach for tackle and flag football while in France. She's a boss. A boss. She kind of is. Can you say your name one more time? Nadia Ducouré. Mm, Nadia Ducouré. That's why she's here. Nadia Ducouré. Next. So we're so pleased to be joined by Nadia Ducouré. I hope I nailed that pronunciation because Kate is the one in our family who continued to be bilingual and spoke French where I only took it until grade nine. But what I love that I have in common with you, Nadia, is the duality in your sporting background, not just in football, but in rugby as well. And I, I loved my time playing rugby and I loved the crossover between the two sports. And before we get to the football, you know, just talk to us about that background that you have playing for the national team in France, you know, being a technical director and advisor, how did you eventually get into the game when, you know, I think of sports in, in France, I, now I think of basketball, but I certainly think of rugby and I certainly think of soccer. You decided football was going to be your path. How did that happen? So first you nailed it. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so, I'm going to start uh, from the beginning. So I'm coming from a sporty uh, family. My mom used to do tracks and field. So I used to be on the field with her uh, during practices. My dad was more a soccer player uh, when he was young. And then he, he passed uh, by the coaching uh, on, his, uh, on his own. And then me, I wanted to do sports study. That's how I ended up uh, playing rugby. Um, we didn't have a, t a women team in my university, so we actually create one with all the women's present there. And um, we decided, uh, let's do the championship. That's one. And then at the same time, 
I was playing flag. Football for women in France didn't exist. So it was kind of, okay, I can play football within flag and rugby, like that I have the contact size. <laughs> and then how I had up in football, I will never guess in my life that I will tell that story because it's a very easy story. Here in Ottawa, I don't know if you heard, and I'm pretty sure you have that in Toronto, the light train. So in my town, they have that new light train. And I was like, okay, let me take it. Because I've been in so many stadiums and stuff, I saw, you know, those spotlights that you know that is a stadium. And I say, okay, I don't know which part it is because I know the stadium, but I don't know what sport it is there. And this is how I discovered football. So after that, I just watched the practice. At the end of the practice, I recognized somebody who was in university with me. And I said, oh, I, Jalil, I didn't know that you play uh, American football. And he said, yeah, you know, I'm here. Uh, would you like to be interested? And then I say, why not? <laughs> and this is how I first start. I start as a referee and then a coach, player, you know, the regular things when you're in a community club. So you stumbled into this sport. And, and I have to say, like, I could sit here and listen to you tell me stories <laughs> all night. Just from that one alone. So tell me another story because I want to know how you ended up coming from France to Canada and not just Canada, but Saskatoon. How did that happen? No disrespect to Saskatoon. Yeah, we love Saskatoon. But it wouldn't be the yes. first place I would choose on a map. So there is two things. So I used to work for um, the Federation and then I lost my job and then I worked for the league, which is... Uh, southwest, uh, southwest, sorry, of France, and the same. I lost my job after eight years uh, working for football. Then guess what? I had a visa to come to Canada, and I was like, okay, I don't want to go to Montreal. I know how to speak French already. Now I have to challenge myself and see where I can go, and how I can be. How can I say? How I can be confident portable without knowing anybody and make my little community uh, in a brand new town. So I checked Winnipeg and then I didn't find any contact there. So then after I checked Regina because you know that's the capital of Saskatchewan. After that I, I checked Saskatoon. After that Google helped me. I just typed the job that I wanted to do which was event manager. I found an ad and I applied to the job. I got an interview. That's how I ended up to, to Saskatoon in 2014. I wish you could see DJ's face right now, Nadia, because <laughs> the idea that you would intentionally go somewhere where you didn't necessarily speak the language just to immerse yourself in something new, that is something DJ would never do. No, no, no. Keep going. <laughs> didn't know the language or anybody. Uh, if, you, if you check the temperature, not warm, like you chose, you said Regina, Winnipeg, Saskatoon, like you chose the three coldest cities in our country. So, yeah, no, I don't know the language in Montreal, so I'm just going to fly by so Hamilton, no. Toronto, Ottawa, and go to Saskatoon. <laughs> so no, I know I knew how to speak English before I came. That's why it was easy for Sorry, me to yes. take a, a yes. non-French uh, um, town. 
The thing is, as well, I had a contact from Saskatoon. We had a, a Skype and then that person explained me how life is. She explained me the temperature and I said, I'm going. <laughs> you lost him at temperature. Yeah. Or that person lied. One of the two. <laughs> so, so that's the first thing. And second thing, because I'm coming from football and even if my job, because I used to work for the Francophone Federation of Saskatoon, I say, okay, let me check if there is flag football or football in Saskatoon. Guess what? There is a team and I, that, that was the, the plus one. Okay, I need to go to Saskatoon. At least I know that I have a little bit of comfort here. <laughs> what I love about this story and Kate, uh, would appreciate this because she's a world traveler and she appreciates this part of the culture that is so European. Like from <laughs> you saying, ah, you know, I was riding the transit, I saw a big spotlight, I said, I'll go check that out. Oh, it's a stadium. Or ah, I just put it in the Google and they have flag football. <laughs> Great. Like that is such a European, you know, trait. To, I'm just going to throw my backpack on. I've got some wine, I've got some cheese. <laughs> we'll make a party anywhere and, and so i just love that we're here in north america and i'm mm -hmm. worse than anybody nadia i won't go to a restaurant unless i know what's on the menu and if i'm gonna like something you just said yeah one told, person told me they have flag football i threw it in the google let's go i i love that aspect it's clearly worked out because you've been rich in not only great experiences but now a great opportunity but i, I love I, 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 am I wrong in reading this? the European aspect of just saying, yeah, I'll try it. Why not? That's no, no, exactly. I, like, I'm still stuck on the fact that I'm still stuck on the fact that you're calling it the Google, like you're <laughs> 60 years old. The Google. <laughs> but yes, it's, it's very European. I, listen, Nadia, I'm amazed. I'm amazed by you. Well, well, the other part that I'm amazed by, and you mentioned you had one contact, but <laughs> networking. How yes. do you network in, in sports and certainly football and many parts of society, if we're being honest, is a bit of an old boys club. And so, you know, you have a barrier of entry to start because of your, your gender, mm -hmm. I would argue, yeah. to a certain extent, because of your race, because of the nationality and your passport. Mm -hmm. But starting in a, in a new country, how do you network and get those contacts to get opportunities and learning, um, you know, opportunities in the sport? How, do, how does that happen? I think it's because first I'm a social butterfly. That's how you call that. That's one. I met somebody that I met around the world, which was uh, Shannon Donovan from Football Canada. I met her in 2010 in, Sto in Stockholm, in Sweden. And when I met her back here, that's how everything started up. But how I go, like, for example, when I went to the Valkyries, basically I went for one practice to see how it was and then I signed up. Flag football, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't join the league because I came out late and there is a lady who put, and I'm not lying, she's still my friend so she can be my witness, she put an ad on Kijiji. She was looking for a flag football player so I signed up and I play with them <laughs> for flag football too. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't change now that is amazing and then there uh, so is the Ottawa story too because the same like I'm moving from Saskatoon to Ottawa and I was like do I want to move to Ottawa so I check with an old colleague who you used to work at with me at Chateau Louise 
And then she said, yeah, Ottawa is a nice place. And at that time I used to, to work for the NAC, which is the National Arts Center. And she said, yeah, you're gonna enjoy. It's a brand new place. But guest, I need to check if there is football around. That was another thing before I moved. <laughs> well, and so this brings me to my next question, which is basically just me wanting you to tell another story. How did you end up at Carleton specifically? I Basically, it's because of COVID. During COVID, what I did, I did a lot of uh, training courses online, as well as a lot of clinic when uh, there is interaction. So I grow my network like that as well as as i said i met shannon donovan in 2019 on the football field at ottawa u for a flag football tournament we look at each other and we were like we know each other and then she looked at me and she said yeah and then i said last time i saw you you were pregnant and then she said yeah the baby are here so it was in 2010 <laughs> now they're very big those girls um and then, uh, so I passed my uh, mentorship um, training courses with Football Canada for um, to be certified. As well, in 2019, I passed my competition development as well as my positional. And I asked Shannon, I need to be certified. How can I do that? I need to be on the field. How can I do that? Because basically here around when I passed my first safe contact, I met a couple of coaches, but I wasn't inspired. I'm not going to lie. And that's why I said to Steve, when somebody give me the look, <laughs> which is, as you said, that Donovan is, I'm a woman in football. You recognize when somebody give you the look. <laughs> I'm not inspired to, to join a team. So it was very uh, fortunate that Shannon gave my name to actually Steve, who was looking for a woman coach. The only thing is he didn't know what to expect. <laughs> I don't know about you because you don't share your money details with me, but I've been saving my money so that I can make the most of this football season. But have you ever wondered what would happen to all those CFL savings if your financial institution were to fail? I can't say I have, no. Yeah, I hadn't either until I learned about today's sponsor, CDIC. CDIC ensures deposits at its member financial institutions across the country in the event of that, a failure. Sounds smart. Very. And they're so smart that over their 50 year history, they've handled over 40 failures. And guess what? What? Not a single dollar of deposits under CDIC protection was lost. On top of that, CDIC protection is free and automatic. You don't even need to sign up. Awesome, right? That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I hate signing up for things. So if you're wondering how to find out if your CFL savings and, you know, all your other important savings are protected, that's easy. Check your bank's website to see if they have the purple CDIC logo in their footer. I'm now seeing it all over the place. Everywhere. You can also find a full list of their members on their website. To learn more about how CDIC protects your savings, visit cdic.ca. What was that? That's CDIC. Well, it's funny because, you know, the other trait of uh, European is that you're very direct and, you know, you cut right to the chase. And you mentioned that Coach Samar was looking for a woman coach, which is, I suppose, good because he's trying to diversify his staff, but also 
potentially could be bad because he's you know pegging a woman coach in a specific box you know i understand you two had some very frank and honest conversations before you joined the team what were the nature of those conversations so the so yeah, explain me why because i had the same as you i say why you want a woman coach why you want a woman and then he said he explained me that he wants actually a woman it's not just to have a woman in his staff is to train that person to be at least uh, a woman head coach to a national team or like it's like a, a step to get better and be able to uh, lead a woman team then after I say, okay, and now I need to know what will be my task. And then they say, yeah, we can discuss about that. Um, it was, we were very open. The thing is, when I present myself, I think he didn't expect, when I said, he didn't expect that I had so much experience. <laughs> I still remember he said, ah, okay, I need to think about it. <laughs> and I was like, don't worry, I, I can help you as well. Uh, with everything that you want me to do or taking over. Um, I know it could be different because they've never been in a situation with a woman who actually know, know football and not just administration or any communication or marketing and stuff like that. And yeah, that's, that was very intense. And I was like, you know, I'm very interesting, but at first I need to know a little bit of overview of what I'm going to do. I need to meet the staff <laughs> uh, because that'll be my colleague every day. And you mentioned that extensive resume that you have over decades, really, in football, playing and coaching. A lot of that is flag, but a lot of that is, is you know, American football, which is the type of football that's played throughout most of Europe when you got here, how tough was it? What was the adjustment like wrapping your head around the Canadian game in relation to what you knew of the American game? So we knew for sure the differences. Uh, even if we're in Europe, we know the differences between American football and Canadian football. That's one. And then second, when I was with the Saskatoon Valkyries, I learned a lot uh, because I was playing it. So about how the game goes, um, the importance of the three downs, which is very, very, very different from American football because it changed the whole cadence of your um, your plays and the game as well. And then training courses as well. I, I read a lot of books, uh, did training courses to make sure I understand uh, at least the offensive, <laughs> the offensive um, systems as well because this is very different as well as american football but I, I think i'm very adaptable that's why sometimes it's easy for me to get into a team or to a group uh, and it helped me to improve myself because i like to learn uh, around people who actually know stuff and then i ask questions when i don't know um, they can like that i can improve all my skills it seems like you just thrive in new situations, but I'm wondering, was this role at Carlton or is it what you were expecting? Has anything surprised you about it? I like the, the, when Steve came at me, I was very surprised. Like uh, when I received that email, especially the email that I sent to Shannon was, 
I need to finish my certification. What's next? And then the email says, this is Steve. This is Nadia. Okay, you can talk. So very, 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 very surprised. But I didn't want to say yes, as I said earlier, uh, right away because I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what the university sport looks like. I've seen some games on uh, online, um, but that was it. So I don't know what the vaccine <laughs> looks like. And yes, I dream for uh, <laughs> new challenges, but with caution sometimes. I understand sure. that. I understand that. <laughs> you know, though, you've made quite a splash and there are many headlines about you being the first female coach in the program's history. How much do you think about the significance of your hiring? I hope one, two women will actually knock at the door of club or university because they saw me. More inspiring than uh, being the first. That's not the point. I think it's more like uh, if I can help as well. That's why I said to the group of Ontario Women Collegiate Football, if I can help uh, in any way, um, any women who need advice or anything like that. Because a lot of women that I met during COVID period, they said, oh, I don't have enough experience, but we've been all newbies in that sport. And we need to have at least one feet to get there and learn. It doesn't come from the sky right it doesn't in to that end how important do you think initiatives like what mcmaster is doing with their mentorship program for female coaches and bringing through making a concerted effort to bring through female coaches every year how important are initiatives like that in terms of creating a pipeline of females in the sport i think it's a uh, very important uh to actually all those uh, women who question about, I'm interested to uh, actually um, getting into sport, but I can't. So when you don't have those examples, you just stay in your, in your room and then you just think about it. But now that they have this program, like as you said, every year, we'll have more women knocking at the door saying, okay, what can I do? Uh, maybe to take a training course, can I come to do the apprenticeships and then training course at the same time. Um, and I think those are very, very important initiative. And it, like it says that now women and football goes together. That's why I said there is a place for everybody, for players, now for coach, even better. <laughs> you mentioned a place for everybody and you were recently selected as a mentor for the Black Canadian Coaches Association Black Female Coach Mentorship Program. Tell me about that and, and why you think groups like that are important. So if I take from my, my own experience with my mentor, um, she is super happy to have that connection as I am. So we met every month uh, by WebEx, by phone, uh, keep in touch. And we have a we have project that we developed together and she was telling me one thing, I like to talk with you because I'm outside of my box and I can relate if I have any question or anything like, um, for example, last time we were talking and she was like, yeah, I'm kind of shy. So 
I told her you you should think about a lot of um, a little a little project that you wanted to do and challenge yourself as well as I was very lucky I actually met my uh, mentor in Edmonton she's in Edmonton uh, during that summer so she showed me as well the whole um, project that she's working on um, which called free sports it's uh, in Edmonton for the community it's a uh, very nice and she was very happy, I think. And I was very happy for sure to meet her because after COVID being, as you said, e meet you online, being a face-to-face -face changed the whole game for sure. You know, so if I could put myself back in my shoes as a player, which is a long, long, long time ago, but a, a place <laughs> I like to, to go back to. Uh, I remember not caring who my coach was at all. A positional coach, head coach, didn't care if they're old, didn't care if they played at a high level or not, didn't care if they're young and related to me, didn't care if they're a hard coach or a player's coach. All I wanted from a coach was to know that that coach was going to make me better. That's ultimately all I wanted for them and that they would put us in a position to succeed. And so I never had the privilege of being coached uh, by a woman, but I, I know for me, it wouldn't have really mattered. But I wonder... If for you, is there a difference in how you coach men in relation to how you would coach women? Are there intrinsic differences that bring different needs out of you as a coach? Uh, not from me, but I think from the public, because you don't coach men as you coach women. That's one thing. Uh, now, as a woman coaching men, I won't change the way that I coach for sure. Uh, and I have a little story about that. <laughs> what a surprise. You have a story. I love your stories. <laughs> Keep them coming, Nadia. I love them. U16, we had a tournament. So basically that tournament bring all the, the, the region of France in one place. And um, at that time, I was not the head coach. I was just uh, offensive coordinator of the team. And then that player knows my friend who is from another region because we used to coach together and he, he went at him and he says who's that woman here and then my friend says she's a coach you don't know her she's a coach but she's a woman <laughs> he said don't talk like that <laughs> <laughs> and i didn't say anything so and then when we play against them he came at the end of the game and said oh good job coach because we won <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like i still remember um the first time when uh i was on the field uh and the coach bring me and says this is the coaching staff and i haven't seen any uh thing in the eyes of the of the players and as you said i think it depends on now of the generation and the age but I haven't seen anything and they were all, I need to be better for sure. You've told us so many amazing little stories tonight and all those stories make up your story and your narrative. And I'm curious, what would you want people to learn from your story? I know, I know you're just getting started. I don't mean to imply your story um, is finished, but what would you want people to learn? Uh, that getting out of the box it's one especially when it comes to football because we just at the beginning how on how uh, women are actually considered to be 
in football, and when I say in football, I'm talking about the technical point, right? Because right now, coach is all about technique. It's not just, um, oh, I'm going to organize that. Oh, I'm going to go that. No, we're going to organize training session, practice plan, et cetera, et cetera. So for sure, being out of you, the comfort zone, and be able to, I will say, knock at the door. Uh, as I said, if there is one or two women that I can help just because I did, I did make the headline, that'll be awesome for sure. Well, I learned a lot. One, I learned that good things happen in Saskatoon. So it was nice <laughs> to understand. So thank you. Yeah, but more, you know, more importantly, you know, when we talk about the series and when me and Kate you know, sat down and, and with the team and looked at the women's profile, we looked at women in football and we were struck by the fact that, at least in Canada, at least right now, many of the women working in the industry are white. There isn't much diversity of a race or really intersectionality in that regard. The diversity that we see in terms of gender is not diverse. And so, you know, certainly I know you're just trying to be the best coach and be the best for your team and your players. I'm not certain how cognizant you are of how important you are, quite frankly, and what you represent, but we certainly are, and we want to honor that fact. So thank you for being you, and thank you for sharing so many wonderful stories. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you so much, Nadia. The Waggle, the official podcast of the Canadian Football League.